<laughs> is it time for recess yet? I'm so glad you found time to join us here on the Child Care Director's Chair, where Erica Sacoccio shares her best practices that she's refined through her passion of directing child care centers over the last 23 years. From parenting interaction, systems to save you time, money, and stress, to profitability. She shares it all from the Child Care Director's Chair. Hey guys, it's Erica here, and I wanted to do a little check-in today. And typically my podcasts are, you know, very positive and very insightful and thoughtful and only is so solution-based, but it is no secret I am a human too, <laughs> and I am tired, and I know you're probably really tired too. I don't think tight is the right word. I think the word exhausted is probably better. And I feel like we are all exhausted and we're really trying to figure out how to cope with the staff shortages in childcare that have been going on for over two years while maintaining our own sanity, our own, you know, mental and physical health of those uh, that of yourself, of your team and your children. Um, and so if you're like me, and I know that you are because we uh, engage so much in our community, I know you're feeling that weight of the staff shorting, shortage in our in our field right now. I'm so tired. I'm I'm literally stumbling over my words, so please forgive me. But, um, you know, I understand your concerns and I share your worries. And the challenges of ensuring the safety and well-being of the children in your care while managing limited personnel, it's just, it's overwhelming. And so I thought today we could kind of just talk out, uh, maybe offer some guidance. I certainly don't have it all figured out. But just, you know, talk about some things that might help you cope through the crisis while keeping, you know, yourself in a space that where you're okay. So let's start with like communication. So we all know communication is key. And I know it's really hard for us as leaders to admit when we need help. But I do think openly addressing the issue with your staff, also your parents, and if you have uh, stakeholders or board, and let them know that you are aware of the situation and that you're actively working towards a solution. And I feel like if you have that transparency, it really can help you gain their support and understanding during this challenging time. You may even be able to come up with some ideas on how to close some of those gaps in the staffing. You really want to make sure that too, that you're prioritizing your staffing needs. So evaluate your current team's strengths and weaknesses and identify the areas where additional support is most critical. So for us um, at our school, you know, lunchtime can sometimes be a challenge, especially uh, in, if you have infants in your program, um, because you have to maintain two teachers in that classroom at all times, whether the children are sleeping or not. So, you know, how do you do that? So maybe it makes sense to reach out to your families and see um, there's a few different things you might be able to do. One, see if there is a, uh, a grandparent or somebody who's retired who might want to just pick up a couple hours and rock some babies and um you know change some diapers sing some songs for the couple hours while your traditional teachers are taking lunch and it gives them that little bit of a of a well-deserved break now of course go through all the process that you would need to do for any employee who's working in your program make sure you go through the onboarding process and again it could be a volunteer status or it could be somebody that you pay the other thing is 
is, uh, depending on your state, you might be able to get some additional support from um, high school seniors that are in maybe a VOTEC program that need to have a certain amount of hours in the world of work um, or are in the ECE programs at their local colleges. They don't have a lot of time, so they can't commit to a full-time position at your program, but maybe they can come in and help out from like two to two to five or two to six um, during that really busy time when parents are are picking up at the end of the day. And uh, again, that's a win-win for both you and the student because they can uh, typically gain some experience in the ECE field, um, and then it gives you a little bit more support during those really busy times. And it also helps your teachers who are who are there nine hours a day with you. And, you know, when you prioritize the staffing needs and you're making sure that you're working with your team's strengths and weaknesses and identifying those areas where that additional support is crucial, um, there are just, you know, several options. You might even consider hiring some staff from a temp agency. Um, now, I know that tends to be a little more expensive and usually is more of a short-term type of solution. Uh, it might be one that really, again, uh, could help you with making sure everybody is safe and everybody is okay. And I think that even if you do have to use a temp service, I can tell you um, hiring week after week, you know, putting out ads on Indeed or, you know, what other platforms that there are out there, they're pretty expensive. I feel like I was paying 30 to $40 an application on Indeed. And a lot of times the applicants didn't even pan out. So, you know, maybe having somebody who's already vetted um, through a temporary uh, agency, employment agency could be honestly cost effective if it's, if it's short term. And again, it may not be a perfect solution, but it can provide you some relief and ensure that the children are adequately cared for. Some uh, alternative solutions could be implementing flexible work hours or part-time shifts to accommodate your existing staff's availability. And I feel like that approach can help you retain your valuable employees who may be struggling to balance those personal commitments with their work responsibilities um, and I, I know I've talked about that in a few other episodes, but um, sometimes I need to remind myself. <laughs> um, and, and maybe the schedule doesn't have to look the same every day. Maybe uh, you have some staff who will work longer on some days and then shorter shifts on the other days um, to avoid burnout. And, you know, at this time when we're, you know, in such a crisis, one thing that may kind of fall to the wayside, and I think is almost a detriment, is investing in professional development opportunities for your team and providing ongoing training and support can really help empower your staff to take on additional responsibilities and fill in where they're needed. And this not only enhances their skills and also boosts their confidence, but it also leads to more resilient and adaptable workforce. And I can say, you know, wholeheartedly, I have used that approach and I've asked my team members to help me with parts of my job that I just couldn't get to because I, like many of you, find myself covering in classrooms very frequently. And I think, um, you know, we have to be okay with letting some things maybe that are not a priority slide a little bit. Um, you know, make sure the priority 
type of task get done. And of course, anything around safety and regulations and compliance, make sure you get those done. But sometimes we have to give ourselves a little grace. And the professional development does not, and I repeat, does not always have to be education-based in terms of uh, early childhood. And it doesn't always have to be business-based. Sometimes it could just be personal growth and development for what for face value. So we just had a mindfulness workshop uh, two days ago, and I found it actually quite um, interesting and uh, helpful. And I think that's honestly could be even where this, you know, vulnerability in today's podcast is probably coming from just like being open and honest with yourself and being present and saying to yourself, you know what, it's okay if um, I'm, you know, I'm struggling today and it's okay that I'm tired today and it's okay if I need help because at the end of the day, even though I'm the leader, I'm still a human being. And so I think it's okay to talk about that in our field because, you know, we're always caring and nurturing Many of us are are also moms and we're so used to taking care of everyone else. Um, If you are, you know, in the middle age, you may also be taking care of not only your children and your husband and your family and your and your your pets and all that, but also your parents um, or siblings. And um, it's okay to to be honest with yourself and mindful. So getting back to the topic at hand, uh, sorry about that, but you know, getting back to making sure that you that you're you're staffed okay. And so consider forming partnerships with local educational institutions or childcare agencies and collaborating with those organizations to provide access to a pool of qualified professionals who can help step in during your staffing shortages. And building these relationships will not only benefit your facility, but it does strengthen the overall childcare community as a whole. And if you don't have a group like that in your state, you know, wow, what a great opportunity, a business opportunity. Could you imagine if there was an agency that all they did was train early childhood uh, folks that were available, that were already vetted, already met all the state, clearances and guidelines, um, and they could be called in for a day or two or a week to cover vacations. Um, Would you imagine how successful that business would be? Um, And maybe there's someone out there that already does that, but uh, there isn't anybody in my state that I can think of that is specifically ECE, temporary um, employment agency. But wow, what a great idea. And, you know, lastly, you know, take care of yourself. It's easy to become overwhelmed and stressed when faced with staffing challenges. Remember to prioritize your self-care and seek support from fellow directors and owners who may be experiencing similar struggles. When we maintain our own well-being, we know that we will be better equipped to handle the difficulties that are coming our way that continue to come our way. And we understand that immense pressure that you face in coping with these staffing shortages. And um, I just think that, you know, during these turbulent times, we have to work together and build our resiliency and determination to providing safe, quality childcare for our children 
um, reliable care for our families and reliable um, employment for our amazing teachers. And so we all have to work together. So don't be afraid to let people know you need help and don't be afraid to be vulnerable and don't be afraid to collaborate and, you know, do some things that uh, will put you in a better position. So uh, sorry if this is a Debbie Downer uh, podcast uh, for for the day, but, um, you know, these are real, real conversations. And I don't want you to feel like as you, you know, you you turn to all these folks in the ECE um, field and they, they say they have all the answers. If they really own a center right now and understand what's going on right now, um, they would be honest and say they're tired too. So on that note, thank you so much for tuning in. I know that you guys uh, are also busy and the amount of time that you spend with me um, is so valuable to me. Uh, you know, it is a very reciprocal relationship. I get so much joy talking with all of you and sharing uh, my daily thoughts and insight. And I hope it helps you in some way. So thank you for tuning in to the Child Care Director's Chair. This is your host, Erica Scoscio, hoping you have a wonderful day. Well, all the cute little kiddos have been picked up and it's time to go home. And that'll do it for another episode of the Child Care Director's Chair. Please leave a review so Erica knows the information is helping you to manage and improve your child care centers. Remember to subscribe to get the latest episode from Erica's Child Care Director's Chair. <laughs>